Welcome to our service podcast. Each week, we will have a different presentation, including different chants, different speakers, and different Dharma messages. In this program, we will participate in both seated and standing meditation, sutra chanting, and a Dharma message. From this program, we hope that you can gain some insight into the Buddhist teachings and into yourself. Please be seated, and we will prepare for seated meditation. Whether you're in a chair or on the floor, you want to sit with your back very straight, shoulders relaxed, eyes half open, half closed, gazing at a spot two or three feet in front of you on the floor at about a 45 degree angle, hands placed in your lap. Try to find a position uh, that we can hold without fidgeting. This is a prescribed, suggested posture, uh, but feel free to modify it as you see fit. Meditation is not supposed to be agony. So the suggested posture is to sit with a very straight back. Whether you're sitting on the floor or in a chair, you want your back very straight. You don't want to have any weight leaning forwards or back. It can cause stress or left to right. We suggest you kind of rock forwards and backwards until you find that spot front to back that's balanced. And then you could rock left to right until you feel balanced in the middle. And then you want to have your eyes half open and half closed, gently gazing at a spot in front of you on the floor at about a 45 degree angle. We suggest this because if you have your eyes completely closed, it's easy to become drowsy and sleepy. And if your eyes are completely open, it's easy to be distracted by motion or light in the room. And then breathing, it's suggested that you breathe in through your nose by forming a vacuum with your tongue and the roof of your mouth leaving your jaw relaxed and open about a half an inch, and then breathe through your nose, down into your diaphragm, down into your stomach. The other thing you can do, there's a couple positions for your hands. You could take your left hand and place it in the palm of your right hand, touch the tips of your thumbs together, and then hold that in front of your lower abdomen with your elbows out. Another posture is to take the tips of your finger and thumb and touch them together on each hand and then pointing the remaining three fingers away from you, placing the back of your hands onto the top of your thighs. And be aware of your thoughts. Don't judge them, and just watch them come and go. It takes time, but it works. And we will begin with gasho. In Buddhism, gasho is a form of bowing. Uh, It's much like uh, namaste in yoga. And gasho literally means to put one's palms together, So what we do is we place our left and right hand together with our palms, and then we uh, hold our thumbs and our hands against our chest or sternum, and then we have our hands held at about a 45-degree angle. And then we slowly bow forwards another 45 degrees until our hands are parallel with the ground, and then we come up. And this is called gasho. It's a Buddhist bowing, a posture of humility and respect and refuge. And after we gasho, we say Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts. And that is the sound of enlightenment, much like Namaste. And we say it to each other, and we're saying it as we receive the teachings and as we are with the Buddha in this meditation service. Place your hands together, and we will bow and gasho. And then at the sound of the bell, we'll begin, and then we will end with the bell.
please join me in God's show. Namon doubts, namon doubts, namon doubts, namon doubts, namon doubts. Take a moment to stretch your legs, and we will have standing meditation. The feet should be about shoulder width apart, with the knees bent slightly. Upper body position is the same. Back straight and centered, shoulders relaxed, eyes half open. Standing in this way is a reminder that we can extend this way of being to our life when we're not engaged in meditation per se. We might be having to wait for someone to arrive or wishing some person would help us. They don't seem to be interested in our problem. Instead of becoming upset and agitated, we can have a moment of standing meditation.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namandabutsu. 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 We will begin our second seated meditation. Please be seated. You can resume your former position. Again, back straight, eyes lowered, hands resting comfortably in your lap, legs crossed, or sitting in a chair. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz. We will begin sutra chanting. Sutra chanting is actually a portion of a sutra that we will chant. Most sutras are far too long to be able to chant in one sitting. So for us, we're usually chanting a verse out of a longer narrative or prose. And that's why each line consists of perhaps four or five or seven characters. When we chant, we read from left to right, just like in English, and we move down the first column, and then we move to the second column, and so on. Open circles represent bells for the chant leader to ring. So we always begin a sutra chant with two bells. Whenever we change a section, we use one bell to kind of signal that we're changing from one section to another. And then when you end a sutra chant, you always end with three bells. Each syllable here is written in Romanized characters, English characters. And each syllable here represents a kanji, a Chinese character. And it's written phonetically. It's the sound of the character. The vowels have the same pronunciation independent of location or their neighbor. So this is different from English. And the vowel sounds, uh, I've been told, resemble those in Spanish. So we have A, E, I, O, and U. And they're pronounced A, E, E, O, and U. And then you'll see italicized lines. Those are leader lines that I chant alone. And you will also see underlines under some of the characters. And that means that rather than each character getting a single beat, an underlined character will get a beat and a half. And to kind of make up that little extra time, the next character in line will only get a half beat. And what you do is you don't really concern yourself too much about the meaning of what's being chanted. This isn't flashcards. We're not trying to learn something. This is a ritual. And so we chant together as a feeling of oneness. Don't worry too much about how you're doing. Be aware and mindful of each character. Uh, this is a form of meditation uh, rather than silent meditation. We're meditating through sound. So, you know, you see the character, you say it, you forget about it, you move on, and you say the next character. And over time, it becomes effortless, and you'll begin to memorize it without realizing it. All right, we're going to chant Jusege uh, on page 39. Jusege is another poem or verse that can be found in the larger sutra. First, you have the Sambutsuge, then you have the 48 vows by the aspiring student claiming and proclaiming his desire to seek Buddhahood. And then after that, Jusege stands for repeated vows. So three of these 48, he considers to be the essence of his practice, and he repeats these three vows. And again, italicized lines are leader lines, open circles are bells, underlines are a beat and a half, and that means the next kanji character or sound is going to get a, a half beat. And we chant down the first column, reading left to right, and then down the second column, reading left to right. And then as we get about two-thirds of the way down the second column, you'll see that line has all underscores on it, ko, ku, sho, tenin, to, u, chin, myo, ke. So we're slowing down. I've mentioned before that the first two bells means we're beginning a chant. And then that single bell there means that we're changing section. And it's a little bit like a train. You start out chanting slow. 
you speed up and then you come into the station and slow down. And then we do Namo Amidabutsu as we do on all of our chanting. And then we end with the Ekoku. Gangon Cho Oh, uh-huh.
I'm a ministerial assistant at Vista Buddhist Temple. Today I'd like to share something that I've learned about wisdom from a wise monk. Like the Dharma, wisdom is all around us. If we have eyes to see it, a mind to receive it, and a heart to accept it. So let me share with you wisdom from Zen monk Ryokan. The Zen monk Ryokan lived a very simple life, and stories about his kindness and generosity abound. This is one of his haiku poems, which appears as a song in our Shin Buddhist service book on page 104. It is said that Ryokan composed the poem on his deathbed. The title is Falling Leaves. Falling leaves, as leaves come tumbling down before they touch the ground. They share their colors true, the red, the gold, the brown. I try to hide imperfections inside, but Amita helps me understand. So let the walls come down, compassion can be profound. In spite of all I do, please forgive me and accept me and love me for who I am. It is November and autumn is upon us. The air has cooled, aiding the leaves to take on the beautiful colors that Ryokan mentions in his poem. Changes are happening within us and all around us. This is a time to reflect on how we see our lives unfolding during these unprecedented times of chaos and confusion. The tenderness and honesty of Ryokan's poem touches me deeply, and I feel the words are meant for me at this stage of my life. Personally, 
I recognize that I am in the autumn of my life. I cannot be in denial that I am a finite being. My feelings need not remain hidden. I give up on efforts to hide the imperfections of my flawed, foolish self. There is no need to pretend to be other than I am. During the autumn of 2020, we are still in the midst of the challenge to eradicate the COVID-19 virus pandemic, which has taken so many human lives since it began spreading around the world earlier this year. This situation causes me many fears and anxieties. In addition, issues of racial injustice have added more anxieties for me. Through my Buddhist practice, I realize that fear and anxiety are emotions that need not overwhelm me. Ryokin's poem caused me to reflect on my own mental state. These words came to me, breathing in, breathing out, calmly staring into the face of fear. Moonlight shines on the smoldering embers of unrest, bringing peace of mind. Amida Buddha is the moonlight of compassion that dispels my suffering from whatever is causing my unrest. May the light of Amida Buddha's compassion bring peace and contentment to all beings. Thank you for listening. Please join me in Gasho. Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namanda, 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 Namanda. This concludes our podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and gain something from this segment. Please join us again. And thank you. Today's program was presented by Ministerial Assistant Roz Dong Reverend John Turner Reverend Ellen Crane and Minister's Assistant James Pollard Executive Producers Reverend John Turner and Jim Scott Produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. Directed and engineered by Reverend John Turner. Edited by Jim Scott. This program includes excerpts from Time Stood Still by Riley Lee, used with permission. This program is copyright 2021 by the Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. All rights reserved. For more information about this or other podcasts, groups, and activities, BCE classes, or temple services, visit us on the web at ocbuddhist.org.